0: We're going to begin with a very familiar scripture and it is John 3:16. Praise the Lord. John 3:16. If you have our tracts, that's our, that's what's on the front of it as far as the theme. And in John 3:16, it says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Well, we taught a little bit last week how God reconciled the whole world unto himself. God was in Christ reconciling and restoring the world to himself. So God, in Christ, reconciled every person, every man, every woman, every person that would ever live on the earth. And he did that. So that anyone could be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here in this verse, he says, For God so loved the world, his motivation is always love. Praise God. Thank you. And his motivation for giving his son was love. Now, certainly, he loved his son, but he also loved humanity. And he wanted humanity or human beings to be able To be saved and have this relationship with him again. This fellowship with him again. So God so loved the world that he gave his son. His only son. His only begotten son. That whoever would believe in him would not perish. Would not perish eternally. Not just perish uh, as far as dying. Because we lived in a, a mortal body. Everybody's going to die unless Jesus comes before you do. But we go to heaven. Amen. Our spirit slips out of our body. Then our spirit goes to heaven. And when someone goes to heaven, we uh, need to remember to rejoice. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know it's a time where it's of loss and grieving but remember where they are. Hallelujah. And think often and consider often and praise God often that they're in His presence. Hallelujah. And uh, if you would ask them if they wanted to come back, they'd say no. No. Praise the Lord. So thank God for heaven. And thank God for eternity. In the presence of God, you will live. so Ha ha ha! Thank you, Lord. Ha ha ha! Glory to God. Glory to God. The Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. So today, we want to talk about grace and mercy. Grace and mercy. God loved the world so that anybody could be saved, and we're going to look at Ephesians chapter. Two, if you will, please, with me. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. How many are glad for grace? How many are glad for mercy today? How many? Uh, no, you needed it. We all needed it. Praise God. Thank God for His mercy and His grace. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy... God, who is rich in mercy and for his great love, wherewith he loved us. God so loved the world that he gave. But God, in his rich mercy and for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us or made us alive. Just another way of saying made alive. Made us alive. Together with Christ. Made alive together with Christ. So in this uh, particular passage, he kind of goes back and forth from your identification with Christ, which was a legal work that was done in Christ and through Christ uh, over 2,000 years ago. So he's talking about your identification with Christ. In this particular verse, he said that even though we were dead in sins, but God has quickened us or made us alive together with Christ. Anytime you see these, the phrase with Christ, it's talking about your identification with Christ, which means it connects you back to what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. You were identified with him. He identified with you by being made your sin. And you were identified with him because he did. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so you were identified with him from that point when he was made to be sin on the cross. You and Christ were connected. Amen. Yes. Yes. That being the whole world. Yes. God was made the sin. God or uh, made Jesus to be sin for us, the whole world. So we were identified with Christ in His death. Now you can, without having a message, a full message on that, you can look at scriptures that say in Galatians 2.20, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Life I now live in this body. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. So you could See, you were crucified with Christ because God took you and put you in Christ. Your sin was placed in Him. So it was you that really was supposed to be crucified. Do you understand? Jesus didn't deserve crucifixion. He was doing it as your substitute. So He was made to be your sin. That's the mercy of God. That's the love of God. Hallelujah. So here... Jesus was made to be your sin on the cross and God identified you with him in that crucifixion so you were crucified with him and then there are verses that say that you died with him Hallelujah. hallelujah and without going through all those scriptures this morning then it says that we were made alive with him It says we were justified with Him. Actually, justification comes before made alive. We were justified with Christ. Justified with Him, made alive with Him. And then it says we were raised with Him. And then it says we were seated with Him. So God took you through the whole process of the crucifixion, the death, the burial. I left out the burial, didn't I? All right, it says we were buried with him. The burial with Christ and then the justification and then the being made alive, praise the Lord. That's the resurrection. So you were raised with Christ. In that sense, you were raised from the dead and then you were raised up and seated with him. So really your position in Christ is that you are seated together with Him Amen. in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I think we, by going through these scriptures, we'll, it'll help us to connect. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. All right, let's go back to verse 5 again. And when we were dead in sins... That was all the human race. Hath quickened or made us alive together with Christ. By grace are you saved. So by grace are you saved. That's God's riches at Christ's expense. That means it was totally paid by him and none of the payment came from you. And hath raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So in your identification with Christ, God has already raised you up. He had raised you up 2,000 years ago. So by identification, of course, you had to receive, just like you had to receive the reconciliation, you had to receive Jesus in order to receive that full identification. Praise the Lord. But legally, the work was done and is absolutely irrevocable. Absolutely unchangeable. It is the Word now manifest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. God spoke of it in His Word and did it, and then He taught us about it. Praise God. So then, we'll go on. Now, we're raised and seated together with Christ. So You're really not here at Word of Life. You're in heavenly places. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Now, we don't don't want to get too weird here. So, you are here at Word of Life. But your real you, there there is this connection with heaven. Your spirit, man, is connected with heaven. So connected with heaven that God sees you seated there, Hallelujah. Hallelujah! So one with Jesus that God sees you seated with Him. Yes, Lord. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Amen. Praise God! Yes, so you need to see yourself <laughs> seated together with Him. There's, a, mm, yes. praise God, Amen. praise God, Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah! All right, then in verse seven. Remember, these are identification scriptures. In verse 7, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and in his kindness. Think of the language here. You're saved by his grace. God is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. By grace, you're saved. Again, in verse 5. And then he says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. So now, through Christ, he can actually give you life. He can show you the riches of his grace. You can, by grace, be saved. Verse 8, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. By grace are you saved through faith, so one must believe in Him. Hallelujah to Jesus. So, you're saved by grace through faith, that not of yourselves... It is the gift of God. And we could say that not of yourselves a hundred (laughs) times. That not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Because so easily we think of gift as, you know, I send them a gift at Christmas, they send me a gift. I don't send everybody a gift. I send certain people a gift. And usually they send me a gift. It's more like an exchange. Now, really, your heart's in it, I'm sure. And so you're giving it as a gift. But when God gave the gift of eternal life, of salvation, it was not of yourselves. There was nothing you did for him. Nothing that you did to accomplish salvation. Nothing that you did. So then, it's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So this gift is an absolute free gift. Hallelujah. Given to anyone who would believe. Anyone who would have faith in Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, so then the next verse, he says, not of works, lest any man should boast. So in Christianity, we have all kinds of different philosophies about salvation. But in the Scripture, we have not of works, lest any man should boast. And so when we preach the gospel, we need to let people know it's not what you did. It's what Jesus did. He's already done. Hallelujah. It's not what you can do to be right with God. It's what Jesus has already done. You just believe it. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Not of works lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship. Not of works lest anyone could make any boast of themselves. There's other scriptures that um, kind of elaborate on that point. <laughs> uh, God's chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. But of Him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. God's chosen the foolish things of this world, but of Him. So in this case, it is not of works. Lest any man should boast. In that particular passage, the latter verse says that you would glory in the Lord. So your glorying would be in the Lord. So all of your boasting would be of the Lord. So uh, that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. So. In this one, he says, not of works, lest any man should boast. So none of us can boast of our, uh, who we are, you know, because we did something special. (laughs) And so we, we boast in God. We boast in Christ. We boast in him. Hallelujah. Not of works, lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship. Not of works, lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship. So God did this work. So we didn't make ourselves to begin with. God made us. God created humanity. Humanity fell, Adam sinned, so forth. But we're made by God, created by God in the image of God, in the sense of God created man. So now he recreates us because we had been in a fallen state. We had been uh, dead spiritually. Remember, you were dead in trespasses and sins, but God. But God. Made us alive together with Christ. So, he says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works. So, that he, which he before ordained that we should walk in them. For we are his workmanship, or his handiwork, other translations say, or uh, his masterpiece, one translation says. You are God's handiwork. God put his hand on you. Hallelujah. Spiritually, he put his hand on you, and he recreated you. When you got in Christ, when you were born again, he created you in Christ Jesus. You are the workmanship of God. But he made the pattern 2,000 years ago. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Jesus was the pattern. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he made the pattern so he knows what he wants in you. Because when he was working uh, on the cross in Christ, remember, God was at work in Christ. Personally present, working in Christ. Doing what? Redemption. Doing away with our sin. Dealing with our sin. Paying the penalty for our sin. God was working out a plan that he had planned beforehand before the foundation of the world. Jesus was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. In other words, even though God knew because he's God, he knows beforehand that man is going to fall. He has a plan. God always has a plan. We don't know what it is always, but he always has a plan. (coughs) So when you feel like it's a big mess, and you feel like you made a mess, and you don't know how to get this mess figured out, well, you didn't know how to get it figured out before you got saved either. But here we are in the middle of a mess and God, we need God's help and we need God's power and his grace and his goodness. And so we're just going to call out to God and God is going to help us through our mess or whatever the devil has done to try to mess up our lives, thank God, God is going to get us through it. Hallelujah. God has a plan before you entered the trial or the test or the mess. Hallelujah. Thank God he had a plan of restoration, of redemption. God knows how to get us out. Sometimes we may struggle in in the process, just like we may have struggled a little bit about getting saved. But thank God, he gets his word to us. And he helps us. And he's merciful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which he has before ordained that we should walk in them. So God has a plan for us to do good works. It's just that your works is not what gets you saved. but you'll get rewarded for your works Amen. and your obedience to God. Amen. He'll reward you. Thank you. Hallelujah. That's worth it all. Amen. Glory to God forever. Amen. Verse 11. Wherefore, remember ye, be, that ye being in a and pas- no embrace that. Ah, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a way for you to search for God and to know what his plan is to get you through. And if you'll listen to the Holy Spirit and the word of God, you'll see how God has planned to navigate you through the storm and navigate you through the test that you're facing and you'll get to the other side. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wherefore, remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hand. So, of course, the Jews were circumcised. Gentiles were uncircumcised. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. That was our condition. Aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, without Christ, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. Now that's a mess. Most people in that condition don't know what kind of mess they're in. But thank God we're carrying the gospel. Amen. Amen. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Ye who sometimes were afar off was all of us. We were afar off without God, without hope, without. Christ in the world, but God. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's always nice when God butts in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank God. He comes right into a situation. But now in Christ... Ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. So the blood of Christ has given you access to God. Access to the throne of God. Access to the presence of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, Ephesians chapter 1 we want to emphasize some about grace. In Ephesians 1, it says, Paul's greeting is, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ is emanating grace towards you today. Now, he's writing to believers in this case. Right, So it was grace that got you saved. It was the mercy of God that got you saved. But it was the grace of God that keeps you, that holds you steady, that enables you. It's the grace of God that enables you to live. So every day you get up, thank God for the grace of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your grace today. Thank you, Father. I I have a little bit of a plan, but uh, I thank you for your grace. Hallelujah. I thank you for your hand. I thank you for your mercy. And I believe, God, your hand of grace and mercy is on me today to help me to do what you've called me to do, what I'm created to do. I thank you, Father, you created me unto good works, so I believe that you're helping me to fulfill the good works that you created me to do, and the hand of God and grace and mercy is on me to do it. Hallelujah. So it's not our power only here. Now, God gave you ability, but it's the gifts of God and the ability of God. So, really, everything comes from God. I mean, the abilities that you have. The natural abilities are gifts from God. God created you that way. He gave you those gifts, those abilities. And so really all that you have, whether it seems you have it naturally or whether you, it seems like it's a supernatural unction or help, I'll tell you, it is God's grace. Hallelujah. It is God's grace that enables you to do anything. It it is God's grace that enables you to breathe. That everything that has breath, praise the Lord, praise God. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Thank God. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Creation is praising the Lord. I'm telling you, creation is praising God. Birds sing, they're praising God. Hallelujah. And they're they're groaning and there's a groaning, Roman 8 8 says, there's groaning in the whole creation wanting to be loosed into the glorious liberty of the children of God. They want to be free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All of creation. Is groaning and travailing, desiring to be loosed into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So the Apostle Paul, in every epistle, his greeting is grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how he starts it out, grace and peace. So grace and peace is pretty... Important parts of your life. Hallelujah. The grace of God gives you the peace of God. Hallelujah. And thank God for his grace and his peace. Let's go to Titus. Titus is a short book. Titus. And we're going to go to chapter 3. Verse 2. To speak evil of no man. Well, that's a good admonition. Speak evil of no man to be no brawlers, or but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Now, you know, all men means all men. It doesn't just mean your brother, your sister that you know real uh, closely, that you're friends with. It says, be gentle and showing meekness to all men. For we ourselves also sometimes were sometimes foolish or disobedient. Deceived. Serving divers lust and pleasures. Living in malice and envy and hate, hateful and hating one another. So we all had a condition. How many are glad God stepped into your life? But after that the kindness and just... Listen to the language. Yes. After that, the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, which is shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. This is amazing. Amen. He describes the world and somewhat in the condition of the world. We ourselves... We're also, and we have to all admit, we also were in that mess. That's why he says we should be gentle and meek. For we ourselves were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers, divers lust and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hating and Hateful and hating one another, but after that, the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, which He shed abroad, shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So now, God, through Christ, in the ages to come, remember in Ephesians, in the ages to come, He could show His kindness, His love. So now because of Jesus and through Jesus, he can show his love to everybody. He can show his kindness to everybody. So you usually don't get people saved by arguing with them or just trying to prove you're right. You are right if you're in Christ, you're right. And if you believe in the gospel, you're right. But really, a lot of kindness and a lot of love is what draws people. Truth as well, of course. Truth. You got to speak the truth. But speak it how? In love. Speak the truth in love. Verse 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Again, he tells us it's not by any works of righteousness that we have done. It's not what we have done. Hallelujah. But according to his mercy, this happens to be the Apostle Paul. After having revelations and revelations and revelations from Jesus, having personal visitations from Jesus and revelations from Jesus, the head of the church, now he's just telling you how God's heart is reaching out to people. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy. Everybody say mercy. Mercy. According to his mercy, we are saved. Or he saved us by the washing of regeneration, meaning that regeneration means that you've been reborn. The washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost are two elements Uh, Two things that gets a person born again is the word of God, the gospel. We've been born of an incorruptible seed. Hallelujah. The seed of God's word. We've been born again of an incorruptible seed. And here it says we've been really renewed by the Holy Spirit. We've been born of the Spirit. And he explains that in John chapter 3 to Nicodemus. Jesus did. Born of the Spirit. So you're born of the Spirit and you're born of the Word of God. And the way you are is the mercy of God. The mercy of God met justice in the heart of the earth, in hell. Mercy met justice. Justice was served. Jesus paid the full penalty. In other words, there was a penalty. And the penalty was paid, and the full penalty was paid. Jesus suffered, not only physically on the cross, but he went into the heart of the earth. And three days and three nights, as Jonah was in the whale's or the fish's belly, three days and three nights, Jesus was in the heart of the earth. But on the third day, God cried, they're justified. God cried, they, the world, justified. God cried, they're justified. And when he did, he made Jesus alive. And Jesus was made alive by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus was raised to life again by the Holy Spirit. And he came up out of that uh, heart of the earth as conqueror. And he got in his body. This body came alive, a new body. Hallelujah. The Scripture says that we will have a new body at the resurrection. We'll have a new body, fashioned like Jesus' glorified body. So you're going to get a new body, one like you've always wanted. Hallelujah. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So it's the mercy of God that we're saved. It's the mercy of God that salvation has come to our life. Verse 6, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, that being justified by his grace, justified or made righteous by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying. These things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which believe in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto all men. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. These things are good and profitable unto all men. Well, if we realize how good God is, then we're going to maintain good works.